Welcome back to the Magna Vita Show. I'm Alex Olson. Every week we listen to hours of the best podcasts about personal and professional success so that you don't have to. We present the best practices and principles empowering us to build a great life. Last week we talked about the power of rejection and failure. The best podcast from this week talked about two of the most dreaded and cliche topics, passion and networking. But first, wanted to share the bonus tool from this week, and it comes from Gretchen Rubin, a really successful and powerful author. She talked about, it's just a reminder to focus on process and not perfection, to focus on those things that we can control in our life. She said, I think about actions, not outcomes. That way I stay focused on the things I can control so I don't think about making the book a success but writing the best book I possibly can. And I really like that idea that that empowers us to focus on what we can actually do rather than being caught up or worried or stressed about all those things that are outside of our control. But there were some great podcasts this week, so let's get into it. The first podcast from this week is Work Life with Adam Grant, and he talks specifically about networking. I really liked how he did it. He tried to get rid of some of the uncomfortable aspects of networking, and we'll get into that. He said first that the best way to network is to master our craft and then share it to make connections. And he talked about how who we know tomorrow will depend on what we know today. So I like this idea that it's not necessarily, doesn't need to be sleazy or uncomfortable networking, but as we become better, we'll have other things that we can share with people and we can help them in their own pursuit of what they're trying to accomplish. That gets into his second point, where he said to be a giver, not a taker, for more meaningful connections. Adam said when we give more than we get, we'll actually receive more in the long run because people will be so grateful and they'll remember us when they have an opportunity. I also really liked how he said that helping is how we can actually build expertise. So when we put ourselves out there, we're gonna have to develop new skills and new practices to help other people. And the last point that I thought was really good and really important, he talked about how asking for help with networking actually makes people feel valued. And so he said asking, it gives permission to other people to ask for help. So if we're reaching out for help, then they can reach back and also ask us for help. But he said it's important to ask for help in the right way. So he talked about how we should emphasize why it's meaningful to us, but also how it will help others. And in his opinion, he said we shouldn't worry as much about emphasizing how it will help the person that we're asking for help. I have mixed feelings on that. Uh, There's a great book by Dale Carnegie. It's titled How to Win Friends and Influence People. And in that, he does talk a lot about how you want to help people understand what's in it for them. So I think it's a balance that a lot of times when we're asking for help, there might not really be much in it for that person. But if we show how meaningful it is to us and others, 
then they'll still be willing to reach out and help us. Adam also talked about how asking for advice is one of the best ways to recruit an ally or an advocate. And it's important to ask for the small specific things that people can actually help with. And it shouldn't be something that we can easily look up or Google, but when we ask someone a specific question, it makes them feel valued and important but the ask really needs to be authentic and it needs to be something that we genuinely need in our life. And the last part from, from this podcast on networking, I really liked he talked about how sometimes the best connections are the ones already in our network. We have to reconnect with them though by talking about what was special about our prior interactions. I love that idea of recognizing the strength of the people already around us. Sometimes we think, oh, if I could just get connected with this person in this company or at this school, but really there's so many people around us who are already doing amazing things. So this was a great reminder to take that step back and to really try to help others in our own life. And as we do that, we'll receive just as much in the long term. The next podcast from this week comes from The Art of Manliness, and this week it interviewed the authors of the book The Passion Paradox, and I really like this because sometimes passion can feel just so cliche, where people talk about, oh, find your passion and everything will be alright, but I really liked how they came at it from a different way, and you can see that with the first point where they talked about don't find your passion, develop your passion. And they said if we try to find our passion, we'll give up whenever things get hard. And we'll think, oh, it's not meant to be, it's just not my passion. But I really like they made the point that passion is something that we can grow and develop. It's not something that's fixed. So they said it's crucial that we try out things that we're interested in but then we stick with it and keep working on it and developing it. And to do that, they suggested that the best way to cultivate a passion is to keep our day job. They said to do it gradually so that you don't have to give up everything for your passion. Entrepreneurs who start their company as a side hustle, they said, are 33% more likely to succeed because they can take creative risk They talked about how you have to be conservative to take a big risk. And I think what they meant by that is it has to be sustainable in the long term. I was really amazed. The Art of Manliness uh, was founded by Brett McKay. I think it's a, a great idea and it's something that was really needed. But he talked about how it still took three to four years until him and his wife could do it full time. The authors of this book talked about how it took one of them six years to get income as a writer, and it took eight years for him to publish a book. And so just another good reminder that sometimes it's so hard to be patient, but we just have to focus on that process because the progress that we're looking for won't come immediately. It'll take a lot longer than we probably want to but it will come if we stick with it. I also liked the authors talked about how passion can be negative 
when the external rewards become the most important thing and when our identity becomes wrapped up in our passion. These two factors, they said, often lead to cheating and doing whatever it takes to get the results. But they said we can still have goals and enjoy the success, but at least half of our motivation should be internal or inside of us because we love to do it. But that takes practice to have that internal motivation. But they said that, again, we can develop that and we can build that skill. And they said it's so crucial because the dopamine hit alone will never be enough. So that external reward, whatever it may be, whether it's reaching a certain goal, that's never going to be enough because there will always be another step that we can take. But if we have that internal motivation, then that can keep us motivated and can keep us driving towards that goal. The last point was really interesting. They said that you can't have a passion and balance. I don't know that I agree with this because if you don't have balance, I really don't think you can be sustainable in the long term. But they brought up some great points with it. They said we at least have to know what our trade-offs are, what we're sacrificing for our passion. Because we can only be great at a couple things at a time. And, and I think that is true that if we're trying to be great at everything, we'll probably be only be okay at everything. So we have to consciously decide what is most important for me right now. And they said that we also need to have the ability to turn on and off our passion. That if we do that, then we'll know if it's the right time to really go after something or if something else is more important in our life. And finally, the authors also wrote a book about performance. And I really like they shared the equation for growth. It's really simple. They said that stress plus rest equals growth. And I really like that they said we get stronger physically, not from the stress of lifting weights, but from the resting portion after. So we can get burned out if we don't get the rest that we need. And it's the same with our passion or whatever we're really interested in. If we're not getting the rest that we need, then we're not going to be able to sustain it in the long term. The last podcast from this week is actually a new one that I'm really excited to share. It's called Freakonomics Radio, and you might have heard of the book, and it was a really good one. It's titled, Why You Shouldn't Open a Restaurant, and it's with Kenji Lopez-Alt, a food writer who actually did open a restaurant and is still working on it. But I really liked, it was fascinating to hear about that process and everything that he had to go through. And one of the main takeaways that I got from it was the importance of experimentation. He talked about, Kenji talked about how small changes in how they made the food resulted in a huge difference. And I thought about how it's the same in our life, how small daily changes can really add up and give us a huge amount of time and opportunity. Kenji also talked about how they tested every aspect of the restaurant. So they even tested, it's a, they sell sausages and hot dogs there, part of what they sell. 
and he talked about how they even tested how far to cut the buns. And I really liked, he said, if we try 10 things and only one works, people only see the one thing that works. People don't see your failures. They only see your successes. And I love that thought that a lot of times we can be so worried and so caught up in, oh, what will people think if I fail or if I don't do this correctly? But that's such a good reminder that people really only see the success. He also talked about how it's better to hire someone who cares and is committed than someone with a great resume. He said you can teach people how to cook, but you can't teach them how to care. And I really like that thought that it goes back to two weeks ago when we talked about desire and determination. That we don't need to worry about having the perfect credentials But if we can care enough to stick with it, then we'll develop those skills and the expertise that we need to really help other people. And the last point was, he said, to survive in the restaurant business, you have to constantly seek to improve and become better. I I love that idea that we can, every day we can become better. My football coach in high school used to talk about how every day we either become better or we become worse. And I know that I can, that might seem overwhelming, but if we just take small daily steps, then over time we can really become those people that we want to become. So in closing, I really hope that these tools and tactics about passion and networking help you to build a great life. And again, I really want to thank you for being here with us. The feedback and the response has been more than we expected. And I know that there's a lot of people or a lot of places where you could be right now. And it means a lot that you're here with us. So thank you so much and we'll see you next week.